What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, December 14th, 2020. Happy Hanukkah. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one at Tim Yetis. Let Tim host. I'm feeling good, Greg. It's been a, a, a while. It's been a quick minute since Greg Miller and Tim Gettys have done a Games Daily together on a Monday. I know, right? You never know what's going to happen. And I'll tell you what. I'm happy you're happy. I'm excited you're here. I like that you came in. We didn't talk. We mm-hmm. had no conversation. I like to come in fresh. I like to, you know, the news hits you where the good Lord hits you. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You're just getting it. I'm fired up. The chat, everybody in the chat wants to show up and fight me today. You Everyone's know what I trying mean? to fight Greg Miller. Why? I don't, oh, know. I don't know. Well, Wolf, Wolf Rick Beardlord started some shit in the beginning. I put him in the ground. Zombie Kills pops up. She wants to start some shit. I'll take them all on. Bring it yeah. on. Anybody who wants to come in the chat right now, go ahead. I'll start laying you out. Greg, I'm, just, <laughs> yeah, I'm in such a good mood because of the, the thing that I slacked you. Kev, can you bring up when I slacked you and Greg? Because I am I don't know if I'm gonna be able to focus on this show, Greg. I am obsessed. So did this this is just a breaking thing that you just found out about? Somebody, is that what's happening? Yes, yes. A best friend just tweeted this at me. Uh Clint Corumba tweeted this at Great me. Great name. An idea for Moose. And it is a hardest that that I can only hope is powered by Hugh so that I can just control the glow and just yeah. make Moose glow. And I love this, Greg, as you can imagine. I mean, you have I to love. do this. You I have know. to do this. But it's in this foreign language that I, I don't understand. So, I, you know, if someone out there could find this link for me, that would be off. You can translate awesome. the tweet, can't you? Yeah, I know. I'm just fucking. Yeah, the old did, translate, translate tweet button. Uh, but it didn't, it didn't give me enough information. Um, gotcha. but anyways, this is uh, my day has been made, so it can only go down from here. What bullshit do you have for me today, Greg? I saw that uh, Moose pooped in PetSmart over the weekend. Petco. Oh, Petco. Pet sorry. Yeah, they all, they all run together to me. I don't know. You know, I don't shop at the big, <laughs> the big chain pet stores. All right, I support my <laughs> local businesses, Tim. Uh-huh. Yeah. I look back there to see if the Chewy.com box is available. <laughs> <laughs> what? So what was the what was the panic level? Is that his first poop in a store? <gasps> no. No, okay, it's not. Sure. Uh, no, no, panic level was we got the little bag on the thing. It's easy. It's just it's the smallest poops that big. You know yeah, what I mean? Of course, of course. Like yeah. You pick it up. Yeah. It's like it never happened. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know what did happen? Cyberpunk 2077 and CD Projekt Red's apologizing for it. It turns out EA's buying Codemasters and there's a Nintendo indie presentation tomorrow. We're going to talk about all that and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can give us your questions, your comments, your concerns, your squad up requests, and everything under the video game sun for the daily news show we do here. Of course, on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can get every episode of the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post show. And of course, you can toss us a few bucks to say, hey, you're doing a great job. If you don't think we're doing a great job and you want the show for free, no big deal. You can watch us record it live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, listening later on podcast services, and watching later on roosterteeth.com. Tim, mm-hmm. are you ready for some housekeeping? Of course I am. Uh, for the, today, your Monday, uh, I want you to know, number one, I tried to call PlayStation to get Blessings Trophies uh, finally publicized. I went out there with the Freedom of Information Act trying to get Merc City 64 to show his PlayStation trophies. It did not go well. You can listen to and watch the entire call on YouTube.com slash kind of funny right now. It's also up on all the Twitters and stuff like that, too. 
Uh, Andy is going to be streaming Cyberpunk 2077, showing off ray tracing and all its goodness on his NVIDIA RTX 3080 Tuesday. That's tomorrow, December 15th, from 11 to 1 Pacific time. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, of course. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Upstart, HBO Max for the holidays, and Brooklinen. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. We got five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. And I'll tell you what, we ain't getting out of story number one because it's two parts and a million questions for quite some time. Oh, yeah. uh, overnight, Timothy. Uh, while we were sleeping, or maybe you were awake because you keep weird hours, uh, cyberpunk uh, developers CD Projekt Red published a letter. Let me wet my whistle. Another yellow block, Greg. You love. It's funny how many how many responses how many responses I saw to this that were like they had like that uh, flashback moment, thinking it was another delay, forgetting they had the game. (laughs) Here we go. Though here comes the letter from. Sorry, would have hoped for that. Yeah, we'll see in a second. Uh, This is of course penned by all the heads of CD Projekt Red. Dear gamers, first of all, we'd like to start by apologizing to you for not showing the game on base last-gen consoles before it premiered and, in consequence, not allowing you to make a more informed decision about your purchase. We should have paid more attention to making it play better on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Second, we will fix bugs and crashes and improve improve the overall experience. The first round of updates has just been released, and the next one is coming within the next seven days. Expect more, as we will update frequently whenever new improvements are ready. After the holidays, we'll continue working. We'll release two large patches, starting with patch number one in January. This will be followed by patch number two in February. Together, these should fix the most prominent problems gamers are facing on last-gen consoles. We will be informing you about the current uh, the contents, I'm sorry, of each patch ahead of their release. They won't make the game on last gen look like it's running on high high spec PC or next gen console, but it will be closer to the experience than it is now. Finally, we would always like everyone who buys our games to be satisfied with their purchase. We would appreciate it if you would give us a chance. But if you are not pleased with the game on your console and don't want to wait for updates, you can opt to refund your copy. For copies purchased digitally, please use the refund system on PSN or Xbox, respectively. For box versions, please first try to get a refund at the store where you bought the game. Should this not be possible, please contact us at helpmerefund at cdprojectred.com, and we will do our best to help you. Starting from today, you can contact us for a week up until December 21st, 2020. Humbly, the heads of uh, the studio, and then PS, PC gamers will also be getting regular updates and fixes improving the game. Now, Tim, we can, yeah. of course, start right there, jump Easy. right into it. But mm-hmm. I feel like just giving, laying it all out here, right? Because uh, after we had gone off the air, of course, uh, Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg on Friday put up a different story, a different story in a similar vein of everything we're talking about. Basically saying cyberpunk devs are still getting their bonuses. Again, this is Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. Executives at Polish video game publisher CD Projekt SA took responsibility for the buggy release of the highly anticipated title Cyberpunk 2077 this week, telling staff on Friday in an email obtained by Bloomberg that they will receive their full bonuses no matter how the game is reviewed. Previously, CD Projekt developers were told they would receive extra pay based on the game's critical performance. Cyberpunk 2077, which came out Thursday, is one of the one of the year's biggest games and a monumental release for the Polish publisher, which only makes a few titles every few years. It only makes new titles every few years. 
The sci-fi role-playing game sold more than 8 million copies in pre-orders before launch and has been acclaimed for its mechanics and story, but slammed for the number of glitches and bugs. As of Friday, Cyberpunk 2077 had, had a 90 out of 100 on the review aggregation website Metacritic, a strong score that has nonetheless disappointed shareholders. If that score dips below 90, it may no longer meet the threshold that CD Projekt had originally set for bonus payouts. Quote, we initially had a bonus system that was focused on the game's ratings and the and the release date. But after consideration, we believe that measure is simply not fair under the circumstance, wrote uh, Adam Badowski, studio head and creative director for Cyberpunk 2077, in the email to staff. Quote, we underestimated the lengths and complexity involved to make this a reality. And still, you do everything you could to deliver an ambitious special game, end quote. The bonus system, CD Projekt Red, or CD Projekt, I'm sorry, used for developers working on Cyberpunk 2077 was complicated. Every month, team leaders at the company gave out tokens styled after the studio's logo, a red bird, uh, to members of their team they felt deserved honors, according to three current and former employees. Those tokens would have been transferred into bonuses if the game met certain criteria, like critical acclaim and a timely release. Under the new system, those payouts will be guaranteed even though Cyberpunk 2077 was delayed and the review score has been mixed. Uh, this performance bonus comes on top of regular annual profit-sharing payouts. Tim, mm -hmm. what is your reaction to all of this? Well, yeah, you, you, uh, where are you right now in your Cyberpunk journey? I know tomorrow we're recording a Gamescast, patreon.com mm -hmm. slash kindoffunnygames. It's you, it's me, it's probably Andy, it's going to be Blessing. I, we're, we're bringing in Paris Lily. We're going to have everybody there talking about what they've done in Cyberpunk. So I don't want to, don't, don't, as the kids say, you know, don't blow your load, Portilla. You know what I mean? Just tell me a bit of what you think. I am absolutely loving Cyberpunk 2077, which wow. is fairly shocking for me. Totally. Uh, but I think that a lot of that, and again, not to go too deep into this, mm -hmm. but uh, it is surprisingly linear for me sure. so far with, with how I'm playing the game. And I'm like, oh, this is actually, I'm, I'm really digging the story. Um, and I, I'm lucky enough to be playing it on a super high-end computer with a 3080 uh, graphics card. So sure. I'm not getting the problems that everyone else is getting. I'm still getting a ridiculous amount of bugs like crashes way too often and just the game is so buggy that i'm not sure sometimes if things are intended or not and like that to me is like the mm. biggest problem mm. where i'm like something will be happening i'm like is that like a weird glitch effect that's like supposed to be there because it's cyberpunk or yeah. is there something wrong um and it's gotten to the point that it, it is definitely hindering my experience with it and i like the game don't love the game that's and I, I want to love the game. There's so much there, but all of this is fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> regardless of my experience liking this game, it's like this game should not have shipped, and yeah. the way that it shipped is ugly. Like, this is all bad. And th this this letter here is we've talked for years about wanting more transparency from developers, from publishers, from everybody. Honestly, everyone, uh, every side of it. Um, this is feigned transparency. This is. Yes. This is like uh, lies, straight up lies. You, it, it's a fabrication of the reality of what, what their actual intent is. This is to say this is even trying to save face, I think is like going too far. Like, I, I don't even truly understand the point of this statement uh, that they made because, oh, hey, just get refunds if you want. It's like, fuck you. 
Ayub from Ottawa writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says CD Projekt Red put out a statement last night, quote unquote, apologizing for the poor performance of Cyberpunk on last gen consoles. They mentioned that they, quote, should have paid more attention to make it play better on PS4 and Xbox One. What in the fuck does that even mean? There are more, there are 150 million of these boxes in people's homes, and they have the gall to put out this half-assed apology. If you're not paying attention to performance, what the fuck are we, are you paying attention to? Not to mention, this game was su- supposed to come out originally in April, then September, long before next-gen consoles or the new line of graphics cards came out. Also, within this statement, they apologized for not showing last-gen console footage, but never explained why they didn't. At least they came up with a shitty excuse for the performance. I'm fortunate enough to be playing on a ga- the game on a high-end PC, and even here, there is a lot to be desired in terms of performance optimizations. The game clearly needed several more months in the oven for performance bugs and fixes, but even that doesn't rectify the severe flaws the game suffers from uh, from a design standpoint. I'm right there with you, Tim, and uh, Ayub. Of when I read, the- I woke up to the statement, I was like, oh, okay, what are they going to do? And you start reading it, and you're just like, What? Like, what do you, what do you, first of all, we would like to start by apologizing for not showing the game on base last gen consoles before it premiered and in consequence, not allowing you to make a more informed decision of the purchase. Uh, we should have paid more attention to making it play better on PS4 and Xbox One. Like, this, this isn't a surprise. No. This, you, 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 this isn't like no one in the studio fucking knew this game was running in potato mode on a regular PS4. What are you talking about? Yeah, Tim. Kevin. Kevin, I sent assets uh, a video that I would like to watch because it is just utterly right. ridiculous for for people that if somehow you're watching the show and haven't seen the the chasm, the deep wide chasm of a difference of this game running on a PC versus uh, a base model PlayStation Four. Can we get some audio, Kev? E3 gameplay trailer is what we're looking at right now before the audio comes through. Pause it, please, and like restart it with audio. Because it's very necessary. Do you want to hear the audio? Yes. All right, give me a second. If that's possible. It is just. I. I sorry. Have you seen this, Greg? I. I have not seen this specific video. I've seen the ones that are the PlayStation Four chugging at like 10, 15 frames per second. I've seen today, even in the responses to this tweet or the you know the tweet with the yellow text, uh, you go in there and the people who are like, "What we are promised," and it's the Keanu Reeves from the trailer, and then the PS4 <laughs> Keanu Reeves that looks like some weird. It, it looks it looks like Andy cosplaying poorly at a low po- polygonal <laughs> thing. Like like, what the hell is this? All right, sorry, Kevin, you ready? Here we go. Look at them running into each other. (laughs) Awful. Oh no, Greg! How's how's it running for you? Because you're playing on a PS5. I'm playing on a PS5 backwards compatibility. Um, it is running well. I, I mean, like, I, it, like it crashes. Yes, like it, it, it running it well is such a different statement. I think you know what I mean. I do not have a frame rate dip where I'm like, woof. I don't have that run into that. I do have crashes. Uh, yesterday I had the glitch where you know I uh, fast traveled to a mission and I was talking to the person and then I went on the mission with them and then went to pull my gun and 
none of my guns pulled. And then I was like, oh, sh- shit, okay. And I reloaded and had the same thing. But I was like, all right, I think I can actually stealth my way through this. So I snuck up behind people and then no prompt to, to be able to choke them out. So I was like, shit, restarted the game, loaded that save. Nope, that save is borked. And it's been borked for three of the auto saves. So I had to go back like 15, 20 minutes to before I even got that mission to go take it off, get it go in there. And I just went a different direction with it. So performance-wise, PlayStation 4 backwards compatibility or PlayStation 5, playing a PlayStation 4 copy through backwards compatibility. I'm using HDR. I think it looks good. It doesn't look great. Like, you know, you look at the PC uh, 3080 stuff, obviously, and the skin textures and this, that, and the other. Like, obviously, there's a difference there. Crowd density, there's a difference there. But I'm not playing it going, oh, my God, this looks horrible, or it runs horrible. I'm not having that. I'm just having the crashes. Great. I would say that have been better since the patch on Friday, but are still there. I'm playing this game on my super ultra-wide monitor. So that is... 5,000 something resolution by 1440. Like it is insane. And it is, it feels like VR. It's that immersive. Like it is so fucking ridiculous. And I'm playing this game being wowed by the graphics, being wowed by the crowd density and everything. Like the amount of moments I've had where I'm like, this looks like last of us, but it's a open game. Like that's crazy. Yeah. I have not had that. I have not had that experience. Constantly being wowed. The ray tracing is fucking incredible like i am looking at this i'm like this is next gen and to hear that no one very few people are having that experience is so blisteringly saddening to me and maddening to me where i can't fucking believe they would do this they had something so special on their hands and to just toss it to the wolves in this form and then to put out this apology and then we'll see where this continues to go like it, this isn't going to end well like this problem is not going to be solved like that's the worst thing even in the, in their half-assed apology they're like oh well whatever tweaks we do it's not going to make them look like next gen it's like yeah no fucking shit yeah but like what are they going to look like they're not going to look good enough i really don't believe they are so well it's that thing of like how much can you fix it where where is the you know it, it's already started this whole thing if i can bring this in uh mark sarvaji wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and said gamas and says hey greg and tim cd project red issued an official statement apologizing for misleading gamers about the quality of the last gen version of cyberpunk 2077 only about 20 percent of ps4 users have a pro there is a conversation happening among kind of funny best friends about whether cross-gen releases make sense for big titles so should last gen versions of cyberpunk 2077 have been canceled or could more time and less crunch have saved this mess i think this has been the interesting argument i've seen already right because even going back in time from here to when Phil Spencer was talking about Xbox and Xbox's strategy, obviously, of Xbox Series X games are going to work on Xbox Series S, are going to work on Xbox One X, are going to work on Xbox One. So you're going to have this whole thing there. You know, Halo is going to play everywhere. And so many people were like, that's going to hold back the next-gen versions, trying to make this thing for this-gen version. For current-gen or even last-gen, depending on how you want to you know, do the base models of things, that's going to hold back. And Phil's response was, no, it won't. Like That's not how these games are being made. I've seen people, as Mark talks about it in the community, and then just online rallying behind this of, like, this is proof this shouldn't happen. And what I found interesting was I saw Paris Lilly, of course, uh, Gamer Tag Radio, and then, of course, coming on uh, our... Uh, well, he's been on the Xcast a bunch, and then coming on Gamescast tomorrow for our Cyberpunk update. Uh, he tweeted today of, like... What I take away from this statement, he had, a, he had a whole bunch of insightful stuff. And one of them was, though, like, I was wrong talking about one of the podcasts or bets he had made with a, a friend of, like, ne- last-gen consoles are going to hold back next-gen versions. 
What I found interesting is that Rami Ismail, uh, game developer at large now, former founder of, of Lambeer, or what, I guess always a form of Lambeer's done, but he was <laughs> formerly there, right, with Nuclear Throne and everything. This is his response with a tweet. From where I'm standing, all it has proven is crunch is bad, and project management is more important than people give it credit for. Innovation isn't dependent on technology. It's dependent on proper management of risks, and they fuck that up. I think it's that thing of like, you know, we can sit here and be on the sidelines or the end process, right? We're talking about with the game we're playing and what we are to talk to or I think game developers need to be, have a louder voice right now in this of what this actually means. Cause again, like this all has to go down to cyber or a CD project red released an unfinished game that they knew wasn't finished that they knew wasn't ready for prime time no matter what your best intentions were the game needed to be delayed again and it wasn't you assume because it's been delayed so many times they need to put it out there's you know investors on the line that are already pissed off you saw their stock drop when the 90 on metacritic wasn't good enough like they for some reason this was what they had to put out but what that means is that everybody even you on pc got a half-baked version of something or at least not the full vision of what this game was supposed to be and that's crazy and ridiculous for a game that has been this sought after for seven years yeah and you know the 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 crunch conversation is so simultaneously shallow and deep it's deep in the sense of like i don't know what the solution is and you know that there's no way that it's going to get solved overnight it's shallow in the way that it's clearly a fucking problem and like there, we need to stop having these issues come up constantly. And it's like all that stuff does need to be talked about now and continue to be talked about until there is a fix. It's not an excuse that it's hard, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the problem there too is like, uh, okay, we can't delay the game because if we delay the game, it's going to cause, it's going to just be more crunch and all that. Well, it's still going to be crunch now anyways, because they need to fucking fix the game. Exactly. Like, now you're, we're talking about through- to be patched for years. We're talking about, you know, the patch number two in February and stuff. And it's like, God bless you and good luck. And I bet you do. But like the number, like keep in mind, they've already put out patches. They've already, they've already put out at least one patch. I think two for Cyberpunk on PS5 that I think I have day one and then the 1.4 or whatever. Or was 04? Confine.com slash you're wrong. What I'm saying is if they've gone and said, hey, we're numbering these patches, number one, number two, that means they're bigger patches than what you've seen already, which are hot fixes for the most part, which also means I bet that they get delayed too. And then I think it just, it's the spiraling domino of, yeah, like there's no rest for the wicked on this. There's no rest for this. And again, like we can sit here and be like, they should have delayed this. They should have done this. Keep in mind that we're talking about, right? The founders, the heads of the studio that signed the letter. We're not talking about the people that now the shit rolls downhill that are now still working a six day work week trying to get this patch to do. Because again, they've worked on this game for years. They want it to be amazing. They know it's not there. Like that's the other thing too of like, Imagine being in there and waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, especially as like you see the 90 on Metacritic start getting posted and these reviews pop for the PC version, which is the better version, obviously. But you know what's coming. You know you're about to release a PlayStation 4 version that can barely go and that everybody has a capture card. Everyone can put it to Twitch through the PS4 if they wanted to. Like, you know the other shoe's about to drop. You know you are not in the clear. You know that no matter what, there's a reckoning coming for you. And again, I'm talking about people low on the totem pole who are just trying to fucking make this game as good as they can, but have these demands coming from up top. And again, this game is incredibly special. Like, it sucks that it will forever be tainted with this bullshit. No matter what happens, no matter a couple years from now, what's up? 
Sorry, no, no, finish your point. Or was that, or was that what I mean, you wanted to do? That's good. Because, no, you're right there. Like, and this is, again, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Like, again, not having, you know, I'm over here not having seen the crowd density and uh, Last of Us textures or whatever on PS, or I'm sorry, I'm play, on PC with uh, the RTX 3080 or whatever, right? I'm playing on PS5 and I'm enjoying it. I think it's, uh, I'm playing it. And, like, I talked about it and we'll talk about it tomorrow. But at one point it reset. I was just like, oh, man, this is a Fallout game and a really good-looking, really well-written Fallout game. I'm fucking all in and I'm having a great time. So it is that idea of like, it's even right now for me to be playing it on PlayStation 5 backwards compatibility, having a good time, sure, having the crashes, which again, uh, the amount of crashes I'm having, unacceptable. I'm not giving them a free pass for it. It's the same thing everybody keeps saying of you look at everybody on these base consoles and be like, oh my God, like this is ridiculous that you can't even play this game, that you can't even get into this game at all or whatever your PC hardware is, right? Let alone then the fact that it makes it so guilty to be sitting there playing this game and enjoying this game when you know what a fucking boondoggle this game is for everybody else and like you're talking about like you're having a great time with this game the game runs great for you but like this launch is completely soured and ruined and the well is poisoned as it should be because this is a fucking catastrophe which leads us to julian the gluten-free gamers question simple question is the cyberpunk launch worse than anthem what do you think tim I, I, to me, it is <laughs> because I care about this. I didn't care about Anthem, and I think that there's a lot of people that feel that way. This game is is more than just the holidays big game. This is a game that almost every cross section of gamer has been excited for for a decade leading into this, right? I yeah yeah yeah. I I feel like this is a game that non gamers are interested in because it looks cool. Of course, the hardcore gamers are into it because they they know CD Projekt Red's legacy. And it even gets people like me that would never want to play an open-world RPG. But, oh, shit, like, I can't deny this. This looks fantastic. So, yeah, I think this is a... There are more repercussions to this. It's a fascinating question because I think it is how do you want to approach it. I would... I would... my knee-jerk reaction and argument off the top of my head, right, would be that, is the Cyberpunk launch worse than Anthem? Yes. Why? I think there were far greater expectations on Cyberpunk than there were Anthem. And I know that's loaded because so many people were anticipating Anthem and so many people were ready for Anthem. But there was also a great number of people who were like, I don't want a games of service. Like, I don't want that from Bioware. That's not what I want from Bioware. I'm making the argument that this is a worse launch for Cyberpunk because this just fucking destroyed all the goodwill CD Projekt Red had. CD Projekt Red, I've ta- I talked about it a little last week and I've, I've talked about it over and over again, right? on the, Off of The Witcher 3 the thank you note in the game, all our DLCs free, et cetera, and so on, then putting out amazing DLCs after that you paid for, but were the giant expansions, right? It was this classic, oh my God, look at CD Projekt Red. They get it right. They were doing all of that in the throes of microtransactions. In, uh, when everybody was up in arms about it, everyone turned to Witcher 3 and CD Projekt Red and said, they're doing it right. They care about their community. They care about their consumer. That's what this is all about. And to have Cyberpunk in the middle of that being talked about and then being demoed at E3s and winning most anticipated game over and over and over again and Game of the Show Awards at E3 over and over again. like There was so much expectation into Cyberpunk because it was 
this great developer who gets it taking on a the cyberpunk genre and doing this open world rpg and ta- if you if you didn't like the witcher because it was fantasy this is going to be guns it's going to be all these things and that hype train of it had so much love and support and for what you were seeing them put out with the night again think about like the night city wires think about how much they talked about and showed this game and then keanu and everything else like it's they were saying all the right things and showing all the right stuff and i don't think there were people who were like oh like i don't that doesn't look like my kind of game if this had any kind of like any time if you had like if you would bioware and and anthem were very much like i like bioware games i don't know if i want a games to service i guess here you could be like i like fantasy open world games i don't know if i'm gonna like a cyberpunk open world game but i still think the numbers show right eight million plus pre-orders before it ever got uh, to anybody's hands that worked and that got there and again there was the not blood in the water there were the you know in the lead up to this there were the crunch reports right jason shire uh, over at bloomberg talking about that and talking about the bonus reward structure and people being like oh man this fucking sucks but i hope you know i know how much they care about their community their games i hope they care about the team that much i hope the game pays off and is going to be great and i think in a lot of ways that all would have been forgiven and if this game came out and was fantastic i saw a lot of discourse and i think we talked about it on this show right or maybe in the post show after game awards um with you know last of us part two won all these awards and cleaned up the game awards and you know that's amazing and great but like remember all the crunch at naughty dog like our, how do we reconcile all of that and i think when you get to the end and you have a home run grand slam everybody killed themselves and you have this amazing product it doesn't justify it but it at least helps everybody go oh this is what it was for this is for the art here we are now where cd project red it seems like they were bad to their employees it seems like they it doesn't seem like they lied to all of us they, they not only lied about it they gave the code that is the good code the pc code they gave with just a incredible less than a week turnaround time to review they didn't put out any of the console stuff ahead of time they knew all this stuff was bad like it's like it's all negative right here and granted yeah like bioware's all negative or anthem was all negative too but you were still excited for dragon age you're still excited for mass effect like it, it is like okay cool they bungled that and they're working on it great this is bungling all the messaging from it like anthem's problem wasn't that it crashed and blew up all the time anthem's problem was it was content bear when it launched and it didn't have the relationships people wanted and so on and so forth this is like more at the core of like we talk about this statement they just put out right the statement isn't making it better today the statement isn't coming in and falling on your sword and doing to me a couple the statement's being like hey yeah sorry we should have focused on that but we didn't so like if you can wait till february great and like even in there i feel like there's this line that it's going to be hard for me to pull up, right? Of just like, uh, we would appreciate it if you give us a chance. But if you're not pleased with the, like, no, no, wait, w- 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 give you a chance. The chance was when they gave you $60 for the game. That was the yeah. chance everybody took on you. Absolutely. That was them believing in you. And you failed them. This isn't now being like, hey, we'd love it if you took a chance on us. Like, no, they, they took the chance when they pre-ordered the fucking 8 million copies of the game. That was the chance everybody took. Now it's about, you delivering on what that initial promise was and you didn't. So even putting it there, like we'd appreciate if you give us a chance. No, 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 no. They fucking gave you the chance. The chance is gone. You took your chance and you threw it away. And now, yeah, you have a game that I do think is, like you're saying, Tim, something special that is incredibly well-written, has all these NPCs I vibe with and want to know more about. But like, how do you ever get that message out at when you, we have to every time be like, well, I'm playing it on this and it runs badly for me and I know it looks better for you, but oh man, for you, it doesn't work at all. Like boondoggle. 
Yeah, man. Jeff Grubb in the chat says something that I think is, is a very key thing when it comes to Oh, this wow. Question. Jeff Grubb said something key for a change? I've never... Man, that's a change for him. When it comes to, to Anthem uh, versus Cyberpunk. Yeah. It's like Cyberpunk's a good game. So it's like, that's why this is a bigger deal. Yeah, that's that, a great like, point. At the core of it, like Cyberpunk is a good to great game and it like should be more than that it could be more than that i'm seeing the potential for it to be more than that when i'm playing it and it's just like it's so frustrating and like look if if the the version i am playing was what the majority of people were playing i think this would be a very different conversation still not perfect there's bugs there's a lot of issues happening but that those are the type of issues that i'm like it's on me for playing immediately like games especially games this big are always going to have issues until they're patched if I waited a month, it's going to be perfect and everything's great. But that's absolutely not the case. I have no faith that in a month, the bugs that I'm experiencing are going to go away. Like one thing that is just so infuriating to me is there's the an item card that'll pop up that like explains like what a gun is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that'll be in the menu. Then when I go back to the world, it never leaves. The card just stays. <laughs> and it's just in the middle of my screen and it will not go away and I have to reset the whole game. That sucks. <laughs> You know, and I don't know that that's going to get fixed. I think that the fix is just going to be part of the game experience for me is restarting every once in a while. And that it, there's nothing worse than a game that I'm talking about praising for its immersion, breaking my immersion. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. I got a couple more questions if you don't mind, Timmy. Tim. Go for it. Miko writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can. It says good morning, Greg and Tim. Uh, first off, I hope Tim is enjoying his time in cyberpunk, which also brings me to my question with cd project red's apology uh they stated that by february the game should be in a good place on all platforms parentheses well i personally think they should have uh, bit the bullet and delayed until february in that case and parentheses for the record miko they would have done that and guess what there still would have been a million different problems and they would have had patches going out till april doesn't matter um Back to Miko's question. Do you think this pushes back the next-gen console updates? As a PS5 player, after having my sixth uh, crash last night, I decided I would play Valhalla until the next-gen update comes out. But I can't wait four or five months. Thanks, as always. Have a great week, Miko. I think this most definitely pushes the uh, console up the upgrades. I think that you have people who are working on those. You probably f flip the switch and get them all the way over here. And then, if that's not the case, I think at that point you have to sit there and go... Well, what do we do about optics on this? You know what I mean? Like our our reputation is not great right now. People are not thrilled with us. If you put out a if if tomorrow or I shouldn't say tomorrow, if in January, one month before patch number two is gonna ship, and like let's say patch number one comes out, PlayStation Four and Xbox see a up upgrade, but it's not to a point where you're like, okay, this is running in a way that isn't terrible. And they're like, no, February is going to be the next, the really, the, be the best upgrade you'll be, or update, you'll be fine there. And they're like, great. And then at the end of January, they're like, hey, great news, by the way, PS5 and Xbox Series X versions of the game are launching early February, late February. They'll get eaten alive because they're like, oh, you're lying to us again. You're not working on this thing. Why is that going on? And what the truth of that is in terms of, no, it's these people talking about, hey, we're making this happen or no, it's the, you know, different teams or whatever. There's a bunch of different stuff going on there. But like right now, you need to put your nose to the grindstone and focus on fixing stuff before you do it. This is back to the Avengers problem where I talk about all the time of like, man, their roadmap's so off and there's no way you can kick ahead on any other stuff because if you were to put out, which they didn't, if they booted their next-gen upgrade, right? Because if you put out your next-gen upgrade, the it would be immediately met with, why the fuck would I want to play this? You know there's things wrong with the game already. Why would we go do an, a prettier version of it? Yeah, man, I, I think you're right. 
about what they should do. I don't know that that's the, the end goal of all this, the the final results. I, I can totally imagine the, getting a PS5 and Xbox Series X version on the sooner side because yeah. the sooner they move on, that's where so many people are going to be playing it in the future. And it's like them trying to make a better future for this game. I don't know. I, I have very, very, very little faith that the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions of this game are going to be in a good state ever. Sure. No, that's accurate, and I think that's correct. Like, yeah, they, even, again, them saying in their statement they're not going to look like high-end PCs. So, obviously, they weren't going to look like high-end PCs, but what can you actually get out of what they've done and what their backend is and how this game runs already on there? What are we talking about? Or is it just going to be that textures pop in faster than they already pop in on PlayStation 4, Xbox One? Like, what does that mean, and what is that scale going to look like? Who knows? I think at this yeah. point, you have to treat it like we keep talking that I hope they treat the Avengers next-gen upgrade for, which is just hold on to it, and then when there is a big update, a big DLC drop, that's when you put it out to make it in an event, and that's what I think you'd do with Cyberpunk. Maybe time it with that first DLC you're supposed to see uh, next year, that it is, hey, guess what? Here's this giant thing, and you can play it better on a PS5 and Xbox, and here's how you know, you're going to get your save across and all this other shit. This fucking sucks, man. It totally just really sucks. sucks. So many years of hype and and just like every single time. I'll never forget, Greg, going to the behind closed doors thing at E3 and seeing this game for the first time. Yeah. And leaving just being like, how is that a fucking video game? And when they released that hour long run through of essentially the same demo, my friend Curran came over and I'm like, dude, you, I need to show you this thing. And we sat there for the entire 45 minutes and watched it. And we're just like, holy crap. Like, how is this a video game? And it just sucks that I'm playing it now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a video game. Yep. You know? Sure, sure. It looks like that. And in so many, there are moments that, that give me that, oh, shit, wow factor. But there's so many things that remind me. It's a fucking video game. And hearing all this news, all the crunch stuff, all of them talking about patches, them talking about DLC, them talking about all this stuff. It's just, it, it makes me angry. And that sucks. I wish that anger wasn't the emotion that this game makes me feel more often than not. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying this. We got two questions left before we get into another news story. And actually, I'm going to move right to ads because we've been yak, yak, yakking about cyberpunk. Uh, Ignacio Rojas writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says, what's up? Dream Team, Greg and Tim. Uh, some weeks ago, I wrote into the show asking if Cyberpunk was the game Stadia needed to make a comeback with, seeing as it bypasses the need to own a P- beefy PC or a next-gen console to enjoy its full technical glory. Now that the game has come out, and after seeing how badly the game runs on last-gen hardware, the reports of it are that it runs well on Stadia. I'd like to ask the question again. Is Cyberpunk going to give Stadia the push to be relevant again? Is this the best opportunity Stadia has to prove its worth? Sadly, Ignacio, my vote is no. And here's why. It could have been, but the the train's out of the station. Like, the, the well is poisoned. If it could have been a normal review cycle, if it would have been everybody got Cyberpunk 2077 on all platforms two weeks in advance and Digital Foundry went up and the IGN reviews went up and the, you know it got a 9 on PC, it got a 6.5 on PS4. Like there was this, here's what's going on and heads up, Stadia runs really well. Stadia is giving you near PC levels of detail because I don't I I've heard it what runs really really well there too I'm not sure what it looks like if it looks like it's running on a 38 or whatever but it's giving you this amazing performance that's when you would have had the chance 
I think that's when you would have had the chance of people going like, oh, shit, okay, I'm going to switch my pre-order over there, or I'll try that on, or blah, blah, blah. Right now, the tickets have been punched. You know what I mean? Like I, I saw, I've seen that too. And I, you know, infamously years ago when we were talking about Stadia, I was like, maybe, maybe that would be the one for me when I thought we'd be traveling and I wouldn't want to carry a console around with me and all this stuff. But guess what? I'm now 20 hours in on PS5. Like even if, in a, if I put that much time into it, that's one thing. If I, I bought this one out of my own money, right? That's my $60 over there. Like granted, now you can refund your money to uh, uh, get, you, you can refund your game or whatever according to uh, CD Projekt Red. But even if you got that, are you then going to turn around and give your money right back to them? Are you mad about it? How are you doing it? Like, there's so much to that. Hold on. Another thing there that I wanted to laugh about uh, when it came to their letter is them being like, okay, yeah, try to try to refund it if you want. And if you're having problems, email us at there's no fucking way this will work at cdprojectred.com. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> no way. No fucking way this ends well. They're going to get so many emails and like, they're not going to yeah. be able to keep up with all that. They're, no. How are they going to be able to help all that? This, this let, is, let alone the trolling emails they'll get. Oh, man. What a disaster. So yeah, I think Stadia could have had a shot at that, but I think that now that everybody it's out and gone, it's it's awesome that it runs better on Stadia, but I don't think the news got to people in time to make it actually influence their buying choices. You're so right there, Greg, and I, I think that it's it's a fun, nifty thing that we're getting headlines of like, oh shit, hey, there's actually a reason to use Stadia. Like that's cool. Uh, that's not going to change the the tide when it comes to the conversation about Stadia. Uh, and it is just like, man, there is a world where the headlines were, wow, Cyberpunk's great. Uh, wow, it actually works on Stadia. That's pretty nifty. And, oh, LOL, one of the, the versions of the games looks janky as hell. But instead, yeah. it's the majority of the versions of the games. And that, that's where it's like, oh, well, fuck. Final question comes from Mitch Krasen, and it's looking forward to him. He goes, uh, we can talk a lot about what Cyberpunk and CD Projekt should have done, and I'm sure you guys have. <laughs> but what is the wisest move now? Is there some drastic action they can take right now to help write the ship? Tim, you're at CD Projekt SA talking to CD Projekt Red, trying to figure this out, what you're going to do. What would, what's the battle plan? I don't know, man. Like, I, I honestly don't know. I don't think that there's a, a battle plan that solves the short term nearly the amount of problems. There's so many problems that it's like, I feel like they need to just kind of focus on certain ones and take the hit otherwise. And like, that's just the strategy business side of me answering that. That's not thinking about so many different sides uh, and realities to the, 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 the problems at hand. Cause I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I, it gets complicated. Cause I don't want to fucking say shit that is morally ambiguous. Because the answer is... You want to murder somebody. <laughs> you go, <laughs> yeah, murder. No, to me, the answer is they make the PS5 version, the Xbox Series X version come out, cut the other versions, give people refunds, and just or throw your hands up and be like, they're not going to be fixed. This is what it is. And, and move forward. That sure. sucks. That's not a good answer. But yeah. I think that that is the best shot of like solving enough of the problem. Not enough. That's not the right word. Solving some of these problems. This all fucking sucks. <laughs> Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, Mitch, what I would have done, and this is not what you know. What's the wisest move? I think this uh, apology they put out is half-assed. I think it is uh, not a good look because it does. You knew this was broken. This isn't. 
uh, this apology i feel like would make sense from microsoft who obviously had such a big advertising campaign with cyberpunk right and had him on their e3 stage of being like listen it runs like shit there and we're sorry we didn't know kind of thing the developers saying that you're like well the fuck you of course you knew what are you talking about like what are you, yeah. what are you talking about like i think it would have been a uh, uh, have a more detailed plan and patch of like listen we are, i would be like very upfront i'd be like listen we are suspending work on all the dlc and the next gen versions to get current get current gen versions to a place that they run decently like it is we don't we're not gonna be able to get it to pc specs but we are going to be able to get commit to a frame rate commit to whatever or target just be honest target be you know very transparent put all these things out we're doing all of that after that ships we'll then work on the next gen versions concurrently we're, we've been looking at the subreddit we're going to take into account what we said we would do again and what you all want the npcs to have their own uh paths and lives which they don't have more than one statement to say if they're an npc uh we we're going to give the fucking ai driving a brain so that it isn't just clearly truman show shit where if you block it, it just stops. And it's like, I don't know what to do anymore. I, this is what I do. I drive when you look at me. We won't have the cops spawn behind you. We'll have them actually on patrol. All the little shit that like so many people on the subreddit have been like drilling into. You talk about immersion, Tim, of like, what the fuck? And again, it's not that that is such a colossal video game faux pas. It's that they said they weren't doing that. They said the game NPCs and the things it would work in a very different way than what they are working on. Like, that's what I was saying about my mind shift of like, oh, this is a fallout game and I'm having fun with it. It's like, I didn't have the preconceived notions it was going to be a game changer end of the, I hoped it would be. You know, you, you back to you, Tim, I watched those presentations with you and it is like, how can this be a fucking video game? And it turns out, oh, it's a video game. And that sucks, but it's also a fun video game when it works which is all these caveats you have to keep assigning to this game, which suck. It sucks. It sucks. Uh, you know what doesn't suck? Saving money. Let's talk about our ads. Remember, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the show ad-free. Speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. There's a lot of economic chatter right now about the state of the market. Is it recovering? How long will it take? Have we seen the worst? But if you're struggling to pay off high interest credit card debt, you can't wait for those answers. You need to take action. Now with Upstart, there's actually something you can do today to help fight off high interest credit card debt. Upstart is the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your job history in the form of a smarter rate. Uh, when I took out my loan years and years and years and years ago, they didn't give me this. And let me tell you, I did not get a good rate. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part, if the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the next business day. Over 500,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate takes only a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. Our next sponsor is HBO Max. In true 2020 fashion, the holidays are going to look a little different this year. That's why we partnered with HBO Max to keep the spirit of togetherness alive with their library of films for the holiday season. 
Staying put with your quarantine crew for the holidays, HBO Max has bingeable series for you. At home with your overbearing family, HBO has a movie to get lost in. Doing the holidays solo, HBO Max has the titles you'll want to discuss with friends and family virtually. No matter what mood you're in this holiday season, HBO Max has something for you. HBO Max has many classic holiday films now streaming like Holiday Affair and A Christmas Carol. Enjoy one of the biggest movies in theaters and on HBO Max on the exact same day. Sign up for HBO Max to stream Wonder Woman 1984, December 25th. Tim, I can't Mm -hmm. wait. And even more heroes. Like Titan, uh, I'm sorry, like Titans, Harley Quinn, a show you should all watch, a great cartoon, uh, Doom Patrol, and a good movie, Batman v Superman. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is in theaters and HBO on December 25th. You can sign up and enjoy even more hits now like Game of Thrones, Euphoria, another great show, and Flight Attendant. Personally, I'll be watching with Jen last Christmas, The Family Stone, and of course, rewatching Die Hard again and again. I think they left that in there for Nick. Uh, of all, uh, all of which you can find on HBO via HBO Max. If that wasn't enough, like I said, December 25th, you get Wonder Woman, but you also get the West Wing. December 28th is his Dark Materials Season 2 finale. Get cozy at home this holiday season by heading to hbomax.com slash now. That's hbomax.com slash now. And finally, it's Brooklinen. Some mornings you wake up feeling ready to pull the covers over your head and go back to sleep. No judgment, of course, but let's make having the most comfortable sheets the reason why. Don't love your sheets? Brooklinen has you covered. So Brooklinen was started by Rich and Vicky, who are we're also tired of or who also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklinen as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury-level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your tastes. Uh, Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting and is so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. And Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, and even loungewear and more. Uh, you can buy sheets, bedding, and pillows all once and save even more, or all at once and save even more. Uh, not reading the ad you know that i only sleep on brooklyn sheets i love them and i have brooklyn and towels now because they're so soft and plush don't wait do something for yourself or somebody else hint hint it's gift giving season go to brooklyn.com and use the promo code games to get 10 percent off your first order and free shipping that's b-r-o-o-k-l-i-n-e-n.com enter the promo code games for 10 percent off your first order plus free shipping brooklyn.com and use the promo code games at checkout it sounded Back like you the said show. hint hint it's give give <laughs> Kev, Kev, give, give, gift, gift, please, please. Oh, no. Kevin, can I get a Cecil update? Cecil is freaking out at the start of the show Uh, because uh, Paula left. Uh, He's sleeping now. He gave up. Good, good. All right, good. Tim, I hate to do this to you, but there's no way you're going to sleep after this news. Number two on the Roper Report. Holy shit, Vin Diesel is the president of video games. I read from a press release. Video game publisher and developer Studio Wildcard debuted two world premiere trailers at the Game Awards 2020, announcing Arc 2, Survival to the Pot, a sequel to the popular dinosaur action-adventure game Ark Survival Evolved and Ark the Animated Series, an original TV series based on the hit franchise, both coming in 2022. The wildcard team also made headlines with the reveal that acclaimed actor and devoted Ark fan Vin Diesel will join Studio Wildcard Productions' team as the president of Creative Convergence. Dude, there's nothing he loves more than creative. If you don't follow Vin Diesel on Instagram, you wouldn't know. But every Sunday, it's Creative Sunday. Happy creative, okay? This is what Vin Diesel's been wanting for years. He's been plotting. He's been scheming. And here we are. Everyone's saying Fast and Furious Zero. Everyone's saying the Past and the Furious. I'm all about it, Greg. I'm all fucking about it. 
Congratulations, Ben Diesel. As Wildcard's president of Creative Conversions, Diesel will act as an executive producer on ARC 2, where he stars as Santiago, a fully rendered hero protagonist, as well as EP of the newly announced ARC, the animated series, where his character will cross over from the video game. Quote, I'm having a lot of fun playing ARC, and also really excited to join the studio Wildcard team to develop the story both in game and in the new animated series, said Diesel. Quote, an immensely, talent, uh, an immensely talented actor and producer, Vin, is also an accomplished gamer who has played thousands of hours of ARC Survival Evolved, said Doug Kennedy, CEO of Studio Wildcard. He understands the game intimately and is providing direct feedback to the development process. With last night's reveal, and this is a weird thing, with last night's reveal of the ARC sequel and animated, this... I got this press release dated today, but that, whatever. Uh, an animated series, Vin will be involved with each as we look to expand the ARC franchise even further now and into the future. There you go. You excited? Are you all in an ARC now? No. Oh, I'm like, Vin can't get me in on that. But what the fuck is happening? I love it. Go how how is it? Wait, thousands of hours of yeah, ARC. How do you get all that hours. time in That's such bullshit. so busy playing to Ken, you know? That was Nothing. Michelle Rodriguez who said that. Well, they, they played it together, though, Grant. I know, but he didn't say it wrong. All right. <laughs> oh, I love it. Shout Good out to you, Vin Diesel. We love you. Keep being successful. Come on the show one day. Number three on the Rope Report, EA is buying Codemasters. This is Dean Takahashi over at GamesBeat to start. Electronic wow. Art- Electronic Arts has outbid rival Take-Two Interactive to buy Dirt 5 publisher Codemasters Group in a deal that values the acquired company at $1.2 billion. The all-cash offer is another sign that consolidation is heating up in the games industry, which saw more than $20.5 billion uh, in deals for the first nine months of 2020. The deal is is subject to shareholder approval. Back in November, Take-Two announced that it had bid $973 million to buy Codemasters, Uh, but the United Kingdom-based maker of racing games wasn't done with the bidding process. Under the deal, EA will pay uh, $7.98 a share for each of the share of Codemasters, with an implied enterprise value of $1.2 billion. Uh, The deal is expected to be done in the first quarter of 2021. Codemasters makes racing games such as F1, Dirt, Project Cars, and Grid. Based in Southam, England, uh, Codemasters has about 750 employees. I'm now taking Dean's thing, combining that with the EA press release I got that had these listed, among others, but I'm just going through a few of them, uh, strategic rationale for the purchase. Uh, EA believes the combination of EA and Codemasters will enable further growth and success for Codemasters and EA's popular and innovative racing franchises. Bringing together the combined expertise and talent from Codemasters, critically acclaimed sports and racing franchises, Formula One, Dirt, Dirt Rally, Grid, and Project Cars, with EA's global Need for Speed franchise, fan favorite Real Racing mobile game, and EA Sports brands will enable our teams to innovate further and meaningfully increase the delivery of content and expertise experiences uh, to a growing global audience of racing entertainment. EA believes it can help accelerate Codemasters' performance by leveraging EA's deep uh, expertise in live services operations, game analytics, and technology. Uh, in uh, addition, EA central services teams across the thing will do the motion capture, quality verification, compliance, and localization. Uh, well, all these resources will be available to Codemasters. And it goes on like this as they try to bring them in. Uh, one here at the very end, they, they list the, whole, the, the CEO of Codemasters and the CFO of Codemasters, along with the senior executive management team of Codemasters, uh, intend to remain with Codemasters following the completion of the acquisition and will continue to lead the Codemasters business within EA's organization. Tim? Neither of us are the biggest racing people, but yeah, how do you, how do you feel about this one? I mean, I just, yeah, the consolidation continues. Like, yeah. I, I feel like this is one of those things that uh, EA's resources could benefit those games. 
will they? We'll have yeah. to wait and see. Yeah, I exactly. Think that that's that's the bigger thing is I don't. I mean, you just named six racing games. I don't see EA taking those six racing franchises, adding their two, three, four racing franchises they have, and netting out with all of these continuing. Right? They're going to look at this, and and I wouldn't be surprised if bye bye all this stuff. It's just Need for Speed. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think Dirt has enough of a following. Formula One's a different thing. Project Cars is such a fan favorite. I don't know, but it's more the thing of, you know how this goes, regardless of what the next racing game they put out under this label, uh, Codemasters does, as EA, right? Like, if they even ask for a fucking 75 cents in the game for a helmet or something, it'll be off to the races with how horrible EA is and how they broke them and changed them and destroyed them and all this stuff, so... We'll have yeah. to wait and see, but there you go. EA gobbling up. And I think, yeah, consolidation being the bigger part of it. But yeah, maybe you merge some of the things together. You know what I mean? I see uh, Blood Wolf Reaper in the chat say Need for Speed Dirt. Like, yeah, that'd be a cool thing if you t- match those things up. Maybe. I don't, again, as a not racing guy, I don't give a shit about any of this, but go get them. <laughs> Number four, something you really care about, Tim. You can submit your Space Jam a new legacy video game ideas. This is Sarah Bond over at Xbox. Worth pointing out, of course, Sarah Bond on the newest episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast with Snowbike Mike mm-hmm. and Gary Whitta. Uh, Microsoft and Space Jam a new legacy are coming together for an epic partnership in the lead-up to the film's 2021 release. In celebration of the new movie, Xbox, Bugs Bunny, and LeBron James are teaming up to help you Finally. create an original arcade-style video game based on the new movie. Just announced on social, we're in the hunt for the best fan-submitted video game ideas. The loonier, the better. Starting December 14th through December 30th, fans aged 14 and up, Tim, you're in there, uh, will be able to submit the game ideas that they think are a slam dunk at the official contest website. All you have to do is review the official rules, select uh, the gaming genre of your choosing using a key image, and describe your game idea in less than 500 words. Two lucky winners will have their game, their ideas brought to life in the official Space Jam, a new legacy arcade-style video game available as the newest perk for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members in 2021. Winners will also receive the following prizes, their names featured in the game's credit, an exclusive winner's bundle with signed and authenticated LeBron James memorabilia. Space, I love it if it wasn't authenticated. Just Sarah, bon, <laughs> Sarah Bond's uh, signing LeBron's name. Uh, Space Jam, a new legacy merchandise and Nike VIP packs, and a personalized Xbox Series S console a private friends and family screening of the film and a virtual microsoft coding workshop for their local community to help coders of all ages jumpstart their creativity microsoft stores are hosting free one-of-a-kind space jam a new legacy themed virtual workshops on video game creation students will build a playable prototype of a video game using block-based coding on the make a code make code arcade platform all while learning about the professional skills and steam careers uh, that are involved in the game what the hell this is okay. such a weird news story from every angle. I mean, first off, I just obviously love that Space Jam is in any type of conversation. So of that's, that's great. But like to really drill down to what this is, hey, we have a basketball movie. We're going to make a video game about it. What, what should the video game be? It's a basketball game. What, what are you it? looking for? Or is I it I'm know. trying to get is I'm it trying a to get Metroidvania? Le- I don't know. <laughs> I got to get, LeBron, get LeBron's shoes to him on Bugs Money. There you go. That's an idea right there, kids. Put it in. I just I, that seems bizarre. Do you, do you follow my logic here? Like, sure, no. you 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 could make Space Jam not a basketball game, but why would you do that, Greg? You got Bugs Bunny. You got all these people out there. They want to see him get Bill Murray back in there. You know what I mean? That's could be anything. Kids love Bill Murray. Bill Murray. 
I don't know. It's just Bill Murray trying to get in the movie. That's that's what the 2D platformer is. Is he platforms trying to get in? Okay, I'm with that. I like that. Number five and final on the Roper Report. Nintendo Indie World Showcase is happening tomorrow, Nintendo says. Ring in the holidays with a new Indie World Showcase on Tuesday, December 15th at 9 a.m. Pacific. Tune in for roughly 15 minutes of updates and new announcements on indie games coming to Nintendo Switch from our global partners. Tim, always an exciting thing, the Indie World Showcase, because that means you're mm-hmm. going to get new games tomorrow you weren't expecting. Yeah, it's been a while since we've gotten one of these, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, sounds sounds about right. There's been very few Nintendo titles, period, announced, and I don't expect any first-party titles here, but uh, maybe some type of collaboration, like Cadence of Hyrule type stuff. Mm, interesting, yeah, yeah. Are are we doing a react? Are we waking up for this one? Or I mean, we'll be awake. Uh, probably not. Okay. Well then, fuck it into the ground, Tim. I can't wait to see what comes out tomorrow off of this Nintendo Indie World because they just release stuff all the time. Uh, but tomorrow's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host, each and every week. Out today, Jigsaw Fun, piece it together on Switch. Northern Lights on PC. Solasta, Crown of the Magister, launches new winter update and is available now on GOG. Uh, Human Fall Flat received two new levels on iOS and Android, Thermal and Factory. And then Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is on PS4 and PC today. New dates for you. Professor Lupo, Ocean, Launches on Switch December 28th. Uh, Ender Lilies for Steam Early Access comes out uh, January 21st. And then Q2 2021 for PS5, Xbox, and PS4 and Switch. Does uh, Professor Lupo have anything to do with Dr. Lupo? That, I wondered that too. You know what I mean? I forgot to hit up Dr. Lupo beforehand. I hoped it, I'd like to think that. You know what I mean? A different mm-hmm. kind of doctor, not a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. This is a doctor who's just teaching you things. Uh, Skull the Hero Slayer launches December twenty. Or, I'm sorry, January twenty first on Steam, and then Toho Luna Knights arrives on Nintendo Switch December seventeenth. Ladies and gentlemen, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight. For everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Nanobiologist, first off, hits, a, a, hits you up, Tim, with mm-hmm. a link here uh, to get the moose harness or yeah. a knockoff version of it, maybe. I don't know if it's the exact Solid same dude. one. Who knows? I just need to make that motherfucker glow. Yeah. You can do that. I can do it without the... I mean, Kevin could do it without the harness. Yeah. Kevin, could you make moose glow? I'll put a couple glow sticks in that bad boy. He'll be glowing all day. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> And then Nanobiologist says Cyberpunk 2077 is on at least patch four so far after release. They released uh, patch 1.02 for day one patch and are currently on patch 1.05, which must have come out while I was asleep because I was 1.04 last night. Uh, this is the start of our final week of content for Kind of Funny 2020. Uh, we'll be back, obviously, in January. But here's how the hosts shape up for Games Daily. Tomorrow, it's going to be Blessing and Imran. Wednesday, Blessing and Gary Witta. Thursday, me and Blessing. Friday, me and Imran to give you the final games daily of the calendar year. If you're watching the show right now, remember we have a post show. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Get it there. If you want to stick around live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, it's in review, The Next Karate Kid. The Next Karate Kid. Get swanked, everybody. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.